Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Chapter 15. Lover's Leap. Riku wretched as he looked around at the scene he beheld. The town was completely destroyed. The bodies of the parents were behind him. Poor Michael was dead with his arm beside him, and four of the others he had with him were mysteriously gone. There was nothing left for them here, only death. Yuffie slowly approached him as Riku stood and grabbed his shoulder. There's nothing left, Riku, she said, tears shining in her eyes. Must evacuate the surviving islanders to another world. Which one? Axel said as he stood up. Disney Castle is the only true safe haven. The sight of the inhabitants might freak out half the islanders. We could go to Twilight Town, Riku suggested. I always felt it was a safe uh, home away from home when I was there with Diz. Or maybe the Radiant Garden, Selfie put in as she rose to join them. I've always wanted to see your home world, Miss Yuffie. One problem, though, Yuffie said as she turned to Selfie. We don't have a whole lot of empty room there right now, and I heard from Leon that the Harless attacked it and destroyed part of the Bailey again, despite Sora, Kyrie, and Max's help. Tess looked up hopefully. You mean Sora and Kyrie are there? Tess asked eagerly. No more questions. Let's go there now. Riku raised a hand to silence him. Hold up, he said. One, they could be anywhere by now. Two, we need to talk to Twa Leon and probably the mayor of Twilight Town first. And three, we, we need to know just how many people we have left on the islands. No problem, Axel said as he brought his hands together. I'll just create a beacon here. People will flock to it, and then we'll make a head count. He pointed his hands skywards, and jets of sparks rocketed forth. All that remained on the Destiny Islands took heart as they saw the beacon of sparks, and slowly came forwards. By morning, all the survivors had been found and rounded up in a green field outside the destroyed town. Natalia was made in the early morning light. 183. How can this be? Yuffie asked with tears staining her, uh, her cheeks. When we came to the islands, we were told that the population was around 2,000. I guess Kosex is much more terrible than we know, Riku sighed as he held her. There's no use beating around the bush, Axel said as he brought up the communications equipment. We need to decide where to transport everybody, and since we haven't been told what to do, we have to consult King Mickey and the heads of the Radiant Garden and Twilight Town. He activated the equipment and began contacting the king. The screen suddenly flashed to life as an image of King Mickey, Donald, and Goofy, once again on the bridge of the Avenger, appeared. Your Majesty, Axel, Riku, and Yuffie said, behind their heads, we failed. Sora and Kyrie's parents are dead, as well as most of the island's inhabitants. The king looked gravely upon them, while all those close enough to see began to whisper that the king they were speaking to was, in fact, a mouse. I was afraid this would happen, Mickey announced grimly. We've got to get the rest of the islanders to safety. Who knows if Cossacks will lead a follow-up? Me, you don't? You haven't heard from PJ yet? Yuffie asked. Now, Donald quacked. This is the first we've heard. Goofy bowed his head and removed his green hat. 
I feel sorry for Sora and Kairi when they find out, he said. This news will break their hearts. They mustn't learn about it, Mickey ordered. They have to remember their mission. If they found out, it might ruin everything. Hey, Taz yelled. You may be a king, your majesty, but don't you think you're being very cruel? Yeah, Sylvie said. They're our friends. They have a right to know. Just as you had a right to know about their adventures? Mickey asked them. Titus and Selfie looked around uncomfortingly and stopped harassing the king. Um, excuse me, someone further back asked. But why does everything seem to revolve around those two teenagers? Mrs. Botterill suddenly came up from the shadows, cradling what looked like two manuscripts. Because Sora and Kyrie saved the world because Sora saved the world twice, she said, and Kyrie is one of the seven princesses of heart who hold the key to opening the door to darkness, which is what that woman who attacked the who attacked us here probably once. King McKinnader, you are partially correct, madam, he said. Cossex was only acting on orders. The door to darkness is what her master, our enemy Maleficent, wants. If she gets all the princesses together, another key holds to the door. That door will open in Kingdom Hearts, and she will release a plague of evil across all the worlds. Sora and Kyrie are currently on assignment to seal the world's keyholes to prevent them from being destroyed and protect their remaining princesses. Wait, Sophie ordered. Kyrie's a princess? Yuffie nodded her. Yes, she said. Kyrie's the princess of my homeworld, but her parents, the king and queen, mysteriously died several years ago. Anson the Wise believed the deed to have been done by... One of his apprentices, Xehanort. So Ansem erased Kyrie's memories and sent her through a door that appeared the night of a meteor shower to live here, where Xehanort couldn't find her. That's right, Riku breathed in remembrance. Kyrie did arrive on the night of a meteor shower. And it's kept her safe all these years, King Mickey concluded. But no longer. She as well as Sora and Riku were forcibly drawn into these events a year ago when your islands were destroyed by the Heartless. They had, been they had found the heart of the world, which is the keyhole protects, and the islands just vanished. This is why we mustn't let Sora and Carrie know that their parents are dead. They might forget their mission, and then more of the stars will go out if, if Maleficent succeeds. Okay, Axel said. We won't tell them, but where are we going to send these poor people? The Radiant Garden or Twilight Town? Just a second, Donald said. I'm going to open up a connection to Twilight Town. Inner, Pence, Olette, and Max were in the computer room of the old mansion, checking out whether they could still send people to the alternate Twilight Town when a transmission opened on one of the screens. It was a split image with King Donald with King Donald and Goofy on one side, a boy with silver hair, a girl with black hair, and the man with spiky red hair and green triangle tattoos under his eyes who had kidnapped Kyrie on the other side. Behind those last three stood a gaggle of people. Hanner, Pence, Olette, Goofy said in greeting upon seeing them before he spotted his son. Max! How's it going? Donald asked. Hanner and the gang grinned at them. Pretty good, Olette said. Sir and Carrie are upstairs, searching the keyhole, searching for the keyhole somewhere in the mansion. Would you like to speak with them, your majesty? Just tell them to head off for Beast Castle right away, Mickey said. They need to protect Belle. Suddenly the boy with silver hair looked at Max. You're Max, right? He, he asked. The guy who's traveling with my best friends? Max looked sus suspiciously at him and, as he nodded his head. You're Riku, then? 
Riku nodded his head. When you get the time, he asked, can you tell Sora and Kairi to look after each other and that Kairi's father loves her? Max nodded grimly. Why would you want him to say something like that? Hainer asked. Did something happen? Asked Pence. Kosex killed their parents and destroyed their home, Dowd quacked. Olette gasped and placed a hand to her mouth as Hanner and Pence and Max froze in place. I'll go tell them, she whispered, turning to go. No! They must not know, Mickey ordered, stressing every word. Olette turned back fearfully. So why did you guys call us? Hanner asked, miffed. We need a place, the girl with short black hair began, that the survivors can call home. Well, sure, come on over, Penn said. Everybody know, already knows everybody else here, so meeting new people wouldn't be bad. And we've already gotten used to intergalactic travelers, thanks to Sora and you guys. We'll take up your case with the mayor and bring him down here, Hainer said, rising from his chair. He probably won't mind, and we'll make an announcement to help you guys out. Thank you, the man who had previously kidnapped Kyrie said. But he probably won't need to take everybody. Some could go to the Radiant Garden. Hey! Olette cried as she gasped. You're the one who kidnapped Kyrie. The man chuckled. Is everyone on my case about that? He asked rhetorically. Mickey glanced between him and the Titan gang. Don't worry, you three, he said. Axel's on our side now. The sound of thumping could be heard quietly. Sora and Kyrie are coming down the stairs, Hanner hissed. Max got up out of his chair. Don't worry, he said, straying out of the room. I'll make sure we leave right away. Then they don't have to see everyone suddenly show up. He left the room to see Sora and Kyrie nearing the landing at the bottom of the stairs. I never knew Nominee Drew so much, Kyrie says. They rounded the corner to head into the computer room. You guys found the keyhole? Max hailed. Sora nodded as they stopped in front of each other. Yeah, it was in the right white room. Max nodded and grabbed both of them by the arms, leaning them back up the stairs. Hey, Kyrie protested, amazed at how strong Max really was. What are you doing? We need to head for Beast Castle right away, Max sighed. King's orders. Sora sighed as the three of them touched their earpieces and beamed onto the High Winds Bridge. Aw, oh, man, Sora said as he sat down in the captain's chair. Roxas was looking forward to going to the virtual Twilight Town. Carrie sighed as she sat in her seat next to him. Yeah, Namine was too. Everybody, including Leon and Twilight Town's mayor, a, a tall, balding man with red hair, blue eyes, and a brushed mustache, were watching King Mickey in silence as he stared at a display on his console. Good, he said after a few minutes of waiting. They left Twilight Town. I knew it was a good idea to have Chip and Dale install tracking devices in each cummy ship. So, Twilight Town's mayor began in a kind voice. Just how many people would I expect to be coming here? We have 183 survivors, Riku said, including Yuffie, Axel, and I. We only have room for 83, Leanne announced before looking at Twilight Town's mayor. You'll have to take the other 100. The man nodded his head. Okay, he said. We could have taken the whole lot of you three times over, but if this is how it's going to be, I ask for the young ones. Riku raised an eyebrow and glanced at Yuffie, throwing her a smile. You're not getting the two of us, but why do you want the kids? Most of us are getting old, the mayor said. We don't have that many youth around here anymore, and we could use the added help. So, so one world's misfortune, Donald said, is another world's boon. The mayor nodded his head, and King Mickey looked at Axel. It would take a long time long to get gummy sh 
to ferry all of you over, he said. Can you still create portals of darkness? Axel smirked at the king and waved his hand. Two swirling masses of black and purple appeared, and Axel embellished them with a flourish. One on the right is to Twilight Town in Central Station, he said. One on the left is to the Radiant Garden in the postern. Take your time. You have all day to decide where to go. Several hours later, Sora, Kyrie, and Max beamed down from the high wind into a green courtyard in front of the white into a in front of a beautiful white castle, dazzling in the sunlight. Kyrie and Max gaped at the beauty while Sora just looked up, smirking, as he held Kyrie by the waist. It sure is lovelier in the sunlight than at night, he said, before glancing up at, the, at a balcony. And it was a woman wearing a blue dress with a white smock waving at them. Sora nudged Kyrie as she looked at, them, at him. Look, he said, softly, looking back up at the balcony. It's Belle. Kyrie followed his gaze and smiled when she saw the fellow princess of heart. Belle, she called, waving frantically. Sora, Kyrie. They heard her yell. It's good to see you again. You too, Carrie answered. Sora nudged her again. What? Don't you think we should go up and talk to her? He chuckled, pulling out, pulling the box of pixie dust out of his pocket. Moments later, the three of them were pulsing through the sky as Sora wordlessly vanished the box so he wouldn't have to fumble with his pockets anymore. Belle backed up as Carrie landed first, closely followed by Sora and Max. Carrie leapt up into Belle's arms and hugged her tightly as Belle hugged her back. I missed all you guys, Carrie said as she pulled back. Belle smiled at her and rubbed her hand through Carrie's hair. And I've missed you too, she said warmly before looking at Sora and laughing. And I've, used, and I've missed you too, Sora, and you too, Goofy. I'm not Goofy, Max said as Sora and Carrie burst out laughing. I'm his son, Max. Belle covered her mouth and giggled. I'm sorry, Max, she said. I should have known you weren't goofy when I saw you were only about Sora's age. The four of them laughed together for a time until the fit subsided. So, Sora asked, you and the and you and Beast break the spell yet? Belle nodded. You mean pr me and Prince Elaine? She questioned as her eyes took on a dreamy look. Sora crossed his arms as he looked at her. So you did break the spell then? He said. Belle nodded her head. We did, he, she said. He's in his room. He's in his room. If you'd like to see him, Sora nodded his head and rushed out of the room, followed by Max. Carrie stayed behind to keep talking with Belle. So, Belle asked, as she closed her door, "Are you and Sora together?" Carrie was taken aback at this sudden question, but nodded her head. Belle smiled at her. "I knew it," she said slowly. "You both have that same look in your eyes. What look?" Belle, Carrie asked sincerely. The look of one in love with a person of their dreams, Belle said. Lemire told me I had that same look in my eyes after Elaine and I broke the curse. It must be nice, Carrie said as she looked around Belle's room, to, look, to live in a castle with your one true love. Belle nodded happily. Well, it must also be nice, Carrie, she said, lying down on her bed. To live in a, to live next to your love and fight beside him, knowing he's always there for you in case you get hurt, and you're always there for him in case he bites off more than he can chew. Carrie nodded as well as she sat on the floor, smiling. It is, she said softly, rubbing her arm, remembering the new smell Sora had taken. I must be the luckiest girl in all the worlds to have someone who cares this much about me. Well then, Belle said as she sat up and 
began rummaging through her wardrobe. We're having a dance tonight. There must be something I've got that you could wear that would absolutely dazzle him and show him just how lucky he is to have you. Carrie waved off Belle's search. I don't need anything of yours, Belle, she said as a grin took hold as she looked skywards. I've got just the thing. Sora stood in the ballroom of the castle that night wearing what he classed as a stuffy black tuxedo with a black tie. Beside him stood a regal-looking man with reddish-brown hair, wearing an elegant blue vest with a yellow lining over a white cover carvet and a pair of black dress pants. On Sora's other side, Max in a tux, much like Sora's used to stand, before he had gotten bored and withdrew to the drink table, where he would stand and make small talk for the rest of the night. They were waiting for Belle and Kyrie, and Sora was nervously bouncing on his feet. Prince Elaine looked down at the young Keyblade Master and laughed. Don't worry, Sora, he chuckled. I'm sure she'll be prettier than the last time I saw her when I was a beast. Sora looked up at him. That's what I'm afraid of, he said quietly. Elaine chuckled. What do you fear, exactly? he asked, placing a hand on Sora's shoulder. Sora sighed as he felt the comforting hand resting on him. That shall be too beautiful, he said slowly, and I'll feel as if I won't deserve to dance with her. I've never seen Kyrie in a dress before. The prince chuckled again as Sora looked at him affronted. What's so funny? he asked. Sora, Elaine said wisely, I felt the same way when I saw Belle in a dress for the first time. It is a time we, we men all fear, but if she loves you, she will dance with you whether you feel unworthy or not. Sora took heart, and he turned his head to look at the doors again. Still scary, he said, and Elaine nodded. The doors opened, and a man with elegant brown hair wearing all yellow came in. Now presenting, Lumiere announced, Princess Belle and Princess Kyrie. Belle walked in first, wearing an, her elegant yellow gown, and she stepped aside to allow the girl behind her to enter. Sora felt his jaw drop and saw Max's follow suit out of the corner of his eye as they beheld his love and companion. Harry was wearing a long, slender fuchsia gown that widened about her waist and just brushed her feet that were clad in rose-heeled shoes. Upon her brow rested a silver circlet that glittered with pink diamonds as she moved her head. Sora, she saw Sora and walked slowly towards him, her hips swaying slightly as she almost awkwardly came towards him. Holy Hera, Sora thought as beads of sweat formed on his neck. Why do you gods have to make her so beautiful in that dress? Carrie was a step in front of him when she suddenly stumbled and threw her arms around Sora's neck as he grabbed her around the waist to steady her. She giggled a little and flashed her pearly whites while they both inhaled each other's scent. You're more beautiful than ever tonight, Kyrie, Sora said slowly, gaping at her face. Kyrie pulled back and looked at Sora. And you're more handsome tonight than you usually are, Sora, she said as she, as they took hands and Kyrie looked down at her feet. I hate heels, she said suddenly. It's almost as if I have two left feet. They both laughed as the ice broke. Try being a lion cub, Sora said as the music began playing. You actually have two left feet, then. Carrie giggled as Sora took her waist with one hand, and they both suddenly gulped before looking at each other in the eyes. Neither of them had ever slow danced before. Don't worry, they both heard in their heads. Just do what the music tells you. Sora suddenly became aware that Mrs. Potts was starting to sing.
as old as time. She began as they slowly began to dance in their own small circle, enveloped in each other's blue eyes. True as it can be. <laughs> Barely even friends. Then somebody bends unexpectedly. Sora told Kyrie in a slow pirouette as they came together again, just following what the music and their hearts commanded. Just a little change, small to say the least, both a little scared, neither one prepared, beauty and the beast. Sora and Carrie passed by Belle and Prince Elaine dancing, Belle's head resting on his shoulders. Ever just the same, ever a surprise. Just as sure as the sun will rise. as old as time. Tune as old as song. Bittersweet and strange. Finding you can change. Learning you were wrong. Certain as the sun. Rising in the east, tale as old as time, song as old as rhyme, beauty and the beast. Tale as old as time, song as old as rhyme, beauty and the beast. Sora knelt his head onto Kyrie's as Mrs. Potts finished her song. I love you, he spoke softly before their lips gently came together. I know, Carrie said as they had finished, and I love you too. A voice suddenly spoke from above, stopping their dancing. How very heartwarming. Not that I have a heart. Everyone looked up to see a man with spiked silver hair and yellow eyes like a hawk wearing an Organization 13 cloak hovering in the air near the chandelier. Sora and Carrie contorted their faces into masks of anger. I suppose you're Kosek's partner, aren't you? Carrie growled. The man raised his arms in defense. Why so hostile now, princess? He asked. All I wise introduce myself and steal Belle for my master. You aren't welcome here, Prince Helene roared. Get out of my castle and leave Belle alone. Sorry. The man said. I can only comply to half of your request, Pete. Pete suddenly walked out from the balcony and began to make his way towards Bell. Max, so ordered, throwing a glance at the teen near the punch. Help the prince defend Bell from Pete. Carrie and I can handle this guy. The man floating above them chuckled as he came down to their level. Oh, that's me. Oh. Are you sure you want to challenge Nixian, Keeper of Storms? He bellowed. Twin swords charged with electricity, appearing in his hands. Nixian charged forward at the teens in their formal wear as their keyblades appeared in their hands. Nixian twirled his thunder blades around as Sora and Kyrie fell black, blocking his lightning-fast attacks. I hate heels, Kyrie moaned. 
stressing each word as she leapt back and tried to steady herself as she landed. Dixian took this opportunity of weakness to leap forward and attack her, but before his thunderblade could connect with her fuchsia dress, it rebounded off the magical barrier Kyrie had summoned with a with a reflower spell. Nixian left back before the shield could damage him and turned in time to block an attack Sora was making for his side. Kyrie shucked sh off the beautiful rose heels and ran forward barefoot, a volley of fireballs preceding her. Sora grinned and heaved the oblivion forward to keep Nixian on one place while the fire plastered Nixian from behind. Nobody looked at Kyrie in rage as he blocked her keyblade's assault. He abruptly fell, fell back, and Sora and Kyrie began to fall into each other. Before they could recover, Nixian hit both of their sides with the flat of his thunderblades. The teens winced in pain as the electricity coursed through their bodies, causing revulsions and spasms of uncontrollable movement. Do you still wish to fight? Nixian asked as he relieved them from their torture. Sora looked at him, face full of loathing. Wrong move, pal, he snarled, his keyblade into Nixian's chest. He recoiled from the blow and staggered backwards as Sora and Kyrie renewed their attacks with blinding fury. Sora, and Kyrie, Sora looked at Kyrie while Nixian staggered into the center of the ballroom and she nodded. Together they leapt into each other's arms and kissed, their keyblades flying off and continually striking Nixian in elliptical orbits. I love you, Kyrie, Sora said as their keyblades came back into their hands. Before Kyrie could respond, they both leapt into the air, Sora firing gigantic shards of ice from his keyblade, and Kyrie equalizing with fireballs from the Oathkeeper. Nixian staggered at their elemental barrage, and Sora suddenly appeared in front of him, and Kyrie did behind him. You won't enjoy this, Kyrie taunted before the two of them continually attacked his back and front. The movement's more of an arch form than an attack. They both suddenly stopped and stood a few feet away from Nixian and looked into each other's blue eyes. I love you, Sora, Carrie said as they came together and kissed passionately while their limit drew to its finale. All, all about them while they finally while they kissed. Fireballs from the heavens seemed to fall from the sky and pepper to the ground, and especially Nixian. Although they didn't harm the beautiful floor as the meteors stopped falling, a light shone from the kissing teens and continually enveloped everything in the room for a few moments. Nixian staggered to his feet as Sora and Carrie turned to look at him. Wait, what? It's your line. Oh, really? Yes. Uh, where is that? Pete, we must retreat. That one. Yeah. Oh. Pete, we must retreat. He yelled, summoning a portal. We'll try again later. Nixon staggered backwards into the portal, and Pete fled from the balcony where Prince Elaine and Max successfully defended Bell from him. We'll get you next time, Bell. Pete said as he fled into the portal and did vanished. Sora and Kyrie grinned and quickly shared another kiss. A light suddenly appeared on Kyrie's keyblade, and a large keyhole appeared in the floor of the ballroom. Sora looked at her, looked at she looked at Sora and nodded, and he nodded at her. Your turn, he said with a chuckle as Kyrie pointed the key, oath keeper at the chandelier. A beam of light radiated forth 
from and reflected off the chandelier, coming down and entering the keyhole, right in the center. They heard a clicking sound, and the keyhole slowly vanished. Carrie grinned and looked at Sora again. How do you like that? she asked. Sealed a keyhole and beat Nixian, and I'm in a dress to boot. Sora smirked and kissed his love again. They had won. And that was Chapter 15, Lover's Leap. I'd like to thank my good friend Starrider88 for voicing Nixie in this chapter. Would you like to say anything? Learn to read and stop listening to us to read for you. Well, you could do that or read and listen. Yeah. Also, I have something to say to Logan. Logan, when you're reading, read the words closely because you have made many typos. Well, vocal typos. Yeah, I know. It's something that is difficult. And that happens sometimes. Actually, I think was the word for it. If revulsing is a word, I think it is. Okay. Whatever. Well, I guess we're done for now. Yeah. We'll see you next time in the next chapter. May the grace of the vow protect you. And may the force be with you. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.